let's go to work. As barbers, we cut hair and fade all day. This podcast goes beyond the barber's chair and is about the rest of our story. Positioning ourselves for success, avoiding costly mistakes, and continuing to grow and thrive as barbers for years to come. Join us as we look at the whole world of barbering and go beyond the barber's chair. We barbers have all probably seen those videos of a barber sneaking in a bite of food in between clients. I think I remember seeing one of a barber who had a salad behind his chair trying to gulp down some of it before his next client made it back to his chair. And it's funny because it's true. I think I've only worked with one barber who actually takes a lunch break every day, and we all know it's not healthy, to, but we keep doing it. But what if there's a better way? What is actually easier to do? My guest on this episode is Dan Cornett, a former wine salesman who had been having his greatest year when the same health habits led to weight gain and health conditions which were so bad that his production and earning fell dramatically. He turned his health around with a couple simple adjustments and has helped countless others turn their lives around as well. And he is also going to share with us how we can make those same adjustments and fit them easily into our barber lives. I'm going to get out of the way here and go straight to the interview. Dan, well, I, I'm really glad you had a chance to get started with this here. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We've been we've been talking about getting together here for quite a while here. And just as you know, as life's been, it's been pretty crazy. So I'm glad we finally got a chance to get a few minutes to sit there and chat a bit. Yeah, I'm excited too, Dave. Good stuff. Well, I'm just going to kind of run into it. So if you if you can just give a quick rundown, I know you work with nutrition, but uh, can you give me, a, uh, uh, I guess, a better rundown of what it is specifically that you do? Yeah. So, I mean, I've been a health and wellness professional for over five years now at this point. I have a certification in functional nutrition from the Nutritional Therapy Association. And you know, I've worked with hundreds of people, especially busy professionals, really specializing on providing support for that group of people. And what really makes me different is the fact that I've been in your shoes before, right? And I haven't been a barber per se, but I've worked in corporate jobs, being super busy all the time. And what I did is, is I worked as a corporate wine sales rep for seven years, selling wine to restaurants. So I kind of had a really very fast paced, very stressful job, right? Always on the go, always trying to hit goals all those kind of things and kind of doing whatever I had to. And a lot of that was staying up late and being in, in restaurants all the time, drinking wine and making relationships with the managers and eating a lot of the wrong foods in those restaurants and those kind of things. So I really wasn't paying much attention to what I ate or drank and started to take toll on my body and gained a lot of weight. And I was tired all the time. My joints ate. I slept really, really poorly and just had really low energy all the time. And I was able to have one of the best years of my career, but after that, I really started to, I find myself struggling really to hit my numbers every month. And at the time, I really thought that this was just really kind of more of a sign of getting older, but it really came down to it is that I was suffering from many different chronic diseases and I didn't even know at the time, right? The thing is my, my dad had a stroke when he was 58 years old and he was uh, 28 years older than me at that time. So I was just kind of right in my early thirties and I had never, I hadn't really been to the doctor in probably gosh, 10 years at that point. And so I 
looked at that kind of moment as kind of an oh shit moment, right? My my dad had a stroke and I thought to myself, when is my stroke coming, right? So I had to kind of look into myself and say, all right, I need to get myself checked out. And I had some blood work done and almost all the markers were on the wrong side of things on the, on the red side. And it turned out that I had blood pressure, high cholesterol, and I was pre-diabetic all before I was in my early thirties. So I really knew that I had to make a lot of changes, but I really had no idea where to start. So fortunately, one of my best friends at the time was going through a nutritionist training. And so I became, I started seeking out coaching from her and was able to see really firsthand the power of accountability coaching. And through her recommendations and support, I was able to clean up my diet, really learn how to take care of my body and my mind. And over time, I was able to reverse those chronic conditions. So I really found that I had a new sense of energy, uh, clarity, mental focus, and I actually got promoted to the top sales round in my company. So you can see how some of these changes can actually affect your performance at work, right? You know, if you've got better mental clarity, if you've got better focus, if you're not tired and lethargic all the time, you can put out more energy and be more productive and possibly see more clients throughout the day or get more of those referrals because you're actually in a good mood and you're happy, right? So there's, there's lots of correlations here, like how diet can actually affect your personal career as well. So I, I really like to focus on helping people that are in these busy careers that are possibly maybe a little overweight. Maybe they have some of these chronic conditions that I've suffered from before as well. And I know a good way to really clean up the diet and get people to live a way that is going to reverse those, those conditions for them. So let me repeat back one of the things I heard there. Yes. You are having your best year of your life. And that's when you're gaining all the weight during that time. There are developing a lot of the, the conditions. And then the next year, those are finally starting to catch up with you and it slowed yeah. down a lot. Exactly. And then you start getting yourself, I guess, better nutrition and getting some exercise in there and getting in shape. And what you found was that you were actually able to do more and be more after all that? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, because the, the barber world can be really crazy at times. Many of us, we show up to work and the chair is doing what, what some of us like to call spinning 360s. In other words, yeah, we finish with a cut. The next person has arrived, they're ready to go. So we clean up, we put them in and just kind of work them through, just spin them, spin them, spin them, spin them. And then yeah. some of us actually have a lunch break built in there, or if it's a slower day, we might actually take a few minutes and sit down and eat. Then some of us are, some of us have our, our bookings spread out enough to give some gaps in between cuts, but it, it still ends up that for, for a lot of barbers who just have packed schedules, we have a plate of food somewhere. It might be in the back somewhere, and I've, I've seen a couple other players over by the chairs and things like that. Just a couple of barbers I've seen who are so busy. And what we'll do is we'll, we'll grab a forkful, or maybe two if we're lucky, in between if we have a spare moment between customers. And then at some point, we might get a lull come up. We might you know, sit down, gulp down when we can before someone else walks in. There's even debates between barbers about which way it's better as far as the timing goes. Yeah, you know, I've, I've it's talked about six ways up, six ways down, but they, they talk about how totally packed the schedule is. I know guys who like to set them for 45 minutes, so they have about five or 10 minutes in between cuts to kind of reset, put these together. But I don't hear a lot of folks talking about, well, let me see what I can do to make sure that I'm eating healthy or that I'm doing anything for my health. Even the, even the, the most, 
the busiest barbers who I know in the area who I talk to on a consistent basis, we're always talking about just trying to sneak food in when we have a chance to. And when we have the discussions on the internet boards, on like Facebook or whatever academies we have or whatever communities we have online, we talk about it. But I've never really seen anything talked about from the healthy standpoint. I mean, there might be a comment, but nothing really, nothing authoritative. So someone who really knows where they're going in there and actually understands health as opposed to just what, what he said or what this person's friend said about what that guy said or anything like that. So uh, that's one of the reasons why I'm really excited about having you here on this show, since you are in the field. So I guess, I guess the best way I, I can ask this, and I'll, I think it's probably just got to light the fire and let you fly from, from here. Can our barber have it both ways? Can we jam a bite in between customers and still keep good health? Or is there an adjustment that we can make so that we're not losing our time behind the chairs being able to take care of those clients? Yeah, and I think that was one of the big things that I struggled with as well when I was in my sales career, right? It's trying to jam as many appointments as I could throughout the day and still have energy to come home and cook a meal and out with friends, all that kind of stuff, right? And it's it's a lot, right? When you're When you're super busy, it can really take a toll on the body, but I think that there are ways to 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 take advantage of the stress, right? You know, I think I think certain people deal with stress differently, and there are ways to reduce stress in your life. Obviously, there aren't any real stressful people or stress-free people, right, in the world. Even the Dalai Lama's got some sort of stress going on, right? So, but it's ways to maximize that stress and take advantage of it. And I think one of the best ways to do that is really to focus on taking care of yourself. And that's either going to be, you know, you can do that in a multitude of different ways. But I think one of the thing, one of the best things that people can do in, in your position is to incorporate meat into your diet. You know, I really think that that is one of the things that gets overlooked, especially the, these days, right? And the main reasons for that is that meat has all of the nutrients that your body needs as far as protein and fats and vitamins, minerals, everything the body needs. And especially to start your mornings with that, with a protein heavy breakfast, right? So making sure that before you leave for the day, that you're fueling your body properly so that you have energy to be able to do everything you need to do at work, right? So one of the best ways that I think that busy barbers can help themselves out is fueling themselves before they leave for the day, right? So making sure that you're having a protein heavy breakfast and that could be eggs, that could be bacon, that could be sausage, that could be a burger patty, whatever it is that you have kind of readily at hand quick, that you can make quickly, or you can prep those ahead of time, right? So that's something that maybe you can start doing the night before is uh, maybe boiling some hard boiled eggs, right? The night before, so that those are ready to go. You can grab them first thing in the morning or maybe pre-grilling some from burger patties, having those in the fridge. Something that if you are someone that likes to get started early in the morning, a lot of time to cook in the morning, those are already ready to go and you can grab it and go. And what I find is that people that, have more carbohydrates first thing in the morning. What carbohydrates do is they tend to, they're a fast burning fuel, right? So if you're having oatmeal or toast or orange juice, right? Bagel, all these kind of common breakfast foods or cereals, right? Those kind of things. And what happens is our bodies process those foods pretty quickly, right? So you might have initial bursts of energy, which is kind of what 
carbohydrates do, because when you eat those carbohydrates, they break down into sugar in the body and sugar is a fast burning source of fuel for us, right? So what that's going to do is so you have breakfast at 8 a.m. and maybe you have your first first person you chair at 9 or 9.30, right? You're sitting down, you're cutting the chair, you're cutting the hair and you're feeling good. You got a lot of energy, but maybe by 10, 10.30, you're starting to droop a little bit, right? You're starting to hang over a little bit and you're, you don't have that same zest, right? You're kind of flowing through the day. You're, you're, you're losing that energy, right? So what do you do? You run back in between appointments. Maybe you grab a cup of coffee. Maybe there's someone else brought in donuts that day and there's the donuts in the back and you're just trying to refuel that, right? So what a lot of people do is they kind of are on what I like to call the sugar roller coaster, right? So you're constantly fueling your body with sugar, but then you're burning through that real quick. And then you're, you're coming back down you get that lull, right? And then lunchtime comes around and maybe you have a pasta or a sandwich or something like that, right? That's going to be more carb heavy and that's going to give you that energy again, right? But then by maybe by two o'clock, you're starting to fade again, right? So we're kind of constantly going through these ups and downs throughout the day. And what eating protein and fat is going to do as a majority of your, your calories for the day is going to give you more sustained energy throughout the day. So you're not going to have those like, oh, I'm super high or I'm, I'm super, you know, energetic and now I'm crashing, right? It's going to be, you're going to have more of that just sustained good energy all day, right? So you're not going to have those highs and those lows, but you're going to be more sustained throughout the day. So I would say that's kind of tip number one, right? Is to start your day with protein and fat heavy breakfast and make sure that you do get something in your, in your body before you go to eat or before you go to work, right? Because there's a lot of fads out there about intermittent fasting and that kind of stuff, which I think can be a good tool for people, but it's something you have to work your way up into, right? It's not something you immediately just want to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to fast for 24 hours after not fasting at all before, right? It's the same thing as like trying to run a marathon without training, right? It's not something that, that you, you should probably do, right? So I think that it's a good way to start incorporating that could be later in the evenings, right? So when you're done with work, potentially rather than I would say like have your last meal around six or seven o'clock and then try not to eat anything again before you go to bed, right? Eat or drink anything before you go to bed. Cause then you're going to have that 12 hour window or even 14 hour window, depending on how long you uh, go before you have breakfast, where you are in that fasting state, right? So it does give your body that time to rest and digest and to, you know, rejuvenate the cells, right? Cause our, our bodies really need to be in that state in order to really recover and sleep our best, right? So if we're, if we have a late night snack, we have a, you know, a bowl of ice cream or, you know, something like that sweet before bed, our bodies are going to be working hard to digest that food when we sleep rather than working on repairing and rejuvenating and, and restoring the body, right? So we really want to be in that kind of relaxed uh, state when we go to bed and we're not focusing on digestion. So I think that's another big tip too, is try not to eat anything before you go to bed. So you can have a longer window where your body is focusing on rejuvenating and refreshing itself. So I think that's another big thing. Another point that you brought up was whether it's good to snag a meal wherever you can, or kind of eat where, wherever you have the opportunity to. I think it's better again, to eat something like I was talking about that protein fat heavy meal when you first start. And then if you need a snack kind of in between, again, something that would be more protein heavy, a lot of like meat sticks and those kind of things are easy to kind of grab and go in between appointments. Uh, or even if you wanted to make some sort of like, like a protein shake and take that with you, something that's kind of more easily digestible because when you're stressed, 
And you know, you've talked about how how busy things can get and how stressed people can get. Our bodies go into more of a sympathetic state, right? So that's kind of our our fight or flight mode. So what happens when when our bodies go through that is we release a lot of cortisol in our body, and that's the the hormone that really helps us deal with the stress that we have day to day, right? So this is something that we kind of inherited from our caveman ancestors, where cortisol will kick in when we were maybe running away from a saber-toothed tiger, right? That was chasing after us, trying to kill us, or a, in a fight with a rival, rival, uh, rival tribesman, right? So we would get this surge of energy to be able to fight off our defense or whatever was attacking us, right? So we developed this in order to survive a lot of these kind of more primal things that we would encounter during, during the those days, right? So though the problem is, is that this system is still with us today and little things like being in traffic or getting yelled at by a spouse or those kind of things that we just deal with day to day, right? That can still trigger that same cortisol response in the body. And when we have that constant cortisol response in our body, it's not prioritizing digesting your food, right? It's prioritizing keeping you alive basically at that point. So if you eat when you're super busy, your body's not going to prioritize digesting that food. So it will digest it. It's just going to not digest it as well as it could, right? So that's when you get stomach aches and heartburn, indigestion, all those kind of things, right? And not so pleasant bowel movements either, right? So those are the kind of things that we're trying to avoid. So if you're trying to cram food in, in between appointments, your body's not going to digest it properly. So again, I would recommend focusing more on eating a protein heavy breakfast, maybe having a snack or two in between appointments if you need to, but the more your body gets used to having that protein heavy breakfast, the more you're going to be less hungry throughout the day as well, right? Because protein and fat are um, slower burning source of fuel. So if you want to think of like a, a fire or like a, a campfire, right? So carbohydrates are going to be basically like the kindling that start the fire, they're going to spark it. But if you're not continuously adding those kindling to the fire, it's going to burn out, right? So protein and fat are going to be more like the big logs that go on the bottom of the, of the fire, right? And those will last for hours, 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 right? So it's that, that same kind of thing, right? Where if you have that protein heavy breakfast in the morning, that's going to sustain you throughout the day to the point where you don't necessarily need a lunch break. And you can possibly work right through that if you have the time or the, the availability. And then you're going to be hungry again for dinner, but there's no rule that says you have to eat multiple times throughout the day, right? So it's the standard breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then most people say like have two or three snacks throughout the day. But that's, again, if you're eating majority carbohydrates, you're going to be burning through that a lot faster and you're going to feel the need to eat a lot more throughout the day. But again, eating more of those protein and fats is going to be a slower burning fuel and you're going to have way more energy, sustained energy throughout the day as well. So that's, those would be my main recommendations. So many questions come from that. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, a, a lot of questions comes uh I think the first one that comes up is uh, you're talking about eating a lot of meats and protein. And I know there's people in the world, that, heck, there's one in the shop where I work at. I like, ah, doesn't work. I'm not doing meat anymore. It's all going to be vegetables. And that's it. Just if it's not plants, I'm not eating it. And I, I've heard that come from more than one barber. What would you say to someone who just completely just says, no, no I'm not going to do meats? 
Well, I mean, that's, it's their personal preference. And there's a lot of people that don't want to eat meat because of the compassion factor. They don't want to hurt animals, all that kind of stuff. And that's, that's something I can't say anything against. That's your personal preference or beliefs. So if that's what you want to do, then great. But if you're telling me that a stock of kale is more nutrient dense than a piece of steak, I, I can't get behind that. The science just doesn't prove that. And a lot of that goes into the things that we do to our food nowadays, right? So most farms are going to be on an industrial scale, right? So we've kind of gotten to this mode of monocropping, right? Where you're growing the same crops on the same field year after year after year. And what happens with that is that there's nothing to put back into the soil, right? So a lot of times farmers used to use manure as a, a way to feed the soil. But again, we're trying to be more plant-based nowadays, so they're not doing that. So the soil starts to lose a lot of the nutrients that used to be in the soil 50, 60, 70, 100 years ago, right? And now that stock of kale that used to have tons of vitamins and minerals in them are not as rich in those anymore because the soil is depleted of those minerals and, and vitamins, right? So it might be saying that it has all these vitamins and minerals in it, but in reality, it doesn't have the same amount that it used to in the past. So that's one thing. The other thing is that our bodies are more able to take in the nutrients from meat than they are from vegetables. So you think about it, we are animals. A lot of people forget that, right? <laughs> that we are animals. So when we ingest animal protein, it's in a more bioavailable form for us to be able to convert into amino acids that we need for our brain and um, also to build muscle, right? So these are the things that we need when you get it from plants. Protein sources from plants aren't as bioavailable to us. So the bag of chickpeas might say that it has 80 grams of protein in it, but only a certain percentage of that is actually going to be available to uptake into our cells. Because again, it has to go through a conversion process it being from the plant kingdom, us being from the animal kingdom, right? So there's a lot of things that go into it, but there's a lot of things in meat that are available um, that aren't available in the plant, right? So vitamins like B12, very, very important for our, for everything, for our mind, um, low cardiovascular system. We need this in our, in our systems. And if we don't have it, having a B12 deficiency can be really bad. And it's something that pops up a lot in vegetarians and vegans. But I think personally that you can get more of that, of these vital nutrients that you need for meat than you can from plants. Things like heme iron. So iron is a really important nutrient that our bodies need. And in meat, you get it in the right form that the body's actually able to uptake. And in, in plants, it's not the right type. It's, it's a different form of iron that we can't really metabolize very well. So again, there's just a lot of things that are available in, in animal products that just aren't there in, in plants. Can you, can you like thrive eating plant plants? I think certain people can. And again, I think everyone is very individual. What works for one person might not necessarily work for another. And that's why I, when I work with people, I really tend to start really basic and say like, what, what do you enjoy to eat? Right. And what do you not like to eat? And I'll be honest, most people are like, I don't like salads. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, don't eat salads, which is perfectly fine. But I think that it's all about kind of meeting people where they're at first. 
and then going from there, right? Again, you're not going to run a marathon after never training for it before, right? And that also works on, on my side of things where like, you're not going to, you know, eat the perfect diet if you're not used to doing that, right? So it's like, well, let's start here and then work your way up. And over time, you really start to make these changes and understand how certain foods affect your day-to-day, -day, right? And that's the thing. It's like, I didn't make all these changes overnight. It took me probably three, four years to really understand how what I was doing was affecting my my body and how what I was eating was affecting that as well and how I could change things to make things better, right? So again, it's not something where you can take that magic pill and lose 30 pounds overnight, right? It's just, it doesn't exist. And even the weight loss drugs that are out there, really bad side effects to them as well. So it's, it might have this allure of, oh yeah, I could lose weight without having to change my diet, but you might also develop kidney disease and cancer and all these other things that are, are side effects for these drugs. So I, I think that there's a lot that goes into it that, that people, they want to take the easy way out, but I think there are ways to do things that I think over time, again, you start to realize how the body works and what works great for you. You mentioned something earlier on. You mentioned meat sticks, and immediately in my head, I went to I went in my head, just went to straight to a Bucky's and saw that beef jerky bar or snapped into a Slim Jim. Oh yeah, those things are nasty. The Slim Jims, but what what are you? Am I on the wrong track of what you're talking about with meat sticks, or where are we going? I mean, a little bit. The only thing that I would say with those is that they can have a lot of extra extra ingredients and especially if they're kind of more mass produced, again, they're going to be full of, kind of more chemicals and like, like soy, those kind of things that can be not great for the body. So what I recommend are there, there are, there are certain brands out there that are, that are really good. Epic brand is a really good one. There's another one called Archer, but there, you can find those at stores like Whole Foods and Sprouts, kind of more the, the more natural stores. But again, it doesn't have to be those those are kind of like the gold standard, I would say. So if you don't have one of those stores near you, or you don't necessarily want to spend that much money on some of these things, you can find those ones at, at Bucky's and the Slim Jims, if that's what you like, because it's going to be better than a lot of the other options out there. Right. And so that's, that's kind of thing too, that I like to talk to my clients about is having kind of a good, better and best list when it comes to food. Right. So it's going to be, what's the, what's the, lowest cost kind of entry level best options for that category. And then there's a the good category. And then there's, if you're really trying to lose a lot of weight or you've got a serious condition, then you should probably should be eating everything in that best category. Right. So those are the kind of things that I like to talk to people about is again, meeting them where they're at, which is, I think is the most important thing. So you, you do a lot of nutrition as well then. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the most important part of it. So I, I kind of feel like I'm one part nutrition coach and then the other part psychologist, because there's a lot of that sort of thing that comes into play when it comes to food, right? Because we all have memories of making cookies in the kitchen with grandma or a certain meal that maybe might trigger a memory from the past, right? And make you happy. And, and, and those are things that we should embrace, but also things that shouldn't make us binge eat that certain thing, right? And so I think that's a lot of part of the coaching that comes into it, where what I like to do with my clients is, is create a, a why statement for them. If they're really trying to make changes, if you don't have a strong why statement, 
then you're not going to be able to stick to a lot of the changes that you're trying to make, right? So if say you're trying to cut out a lot of sugar or carbohydrates and those kind of things, and somebody brings in donuts to the shop, right? And you're like, oh, I really want one of those donuts, but I know that for my health reasons, I probably shouldn't do that. And if you have that why statement really stuck in your brain, whether that's on a sticky note, maybe on your, on your, your mirror, right? For the, for the barbershop, or I tell people to take a picture of it and put it on their phone so that you always have your phone on you, right? So just tap the phone and you see that picture, right? That pops up on your lock screen. And so that could be your why statement. And I think for a lot of people, if you have kids, you want to be able to see your kids grow up, right? You want to be around to support them. Or if you have grandkids, right? You want to be able to take care of those kids and maybe get down on the floor and play with them when they're, when you're 70 or 80 years old, right? And really enjoy those later years in your life. Because I feel like a lot of us work so hard during our 30s, 40s, and 50s, right, to save up money for retirement. But if we don't take care of ourselves during this time, then you're not going to have the health, right, the ability to do those things that you want to do with everything that you work so hard to get to begin with. So that's, that's what a lot of people tend to focus on is wanting to enjoy their golden years and really make their, their working years the most productive years of their life, right? So that way you can enjoy the later years of your life. That's really powerful stuff. One of the things which whenever I see a new student at the barber school, before, before we start going to classes or before the first comb is picked up, the number one, the very first assignment, and it, I'm, I'm consistent with it with any student I, that I talk to, the number one assignment is to write an essay, 500 words, take as long as you need, but this could be the first assignment that gets done, and answer the question, why do I want to be a barber? And I put two rules on it. There's two rules. One of them is money can't be the reason for it. You can do anything to make money. You can, you can do underwater basket weaving. You can, you can be out there doing any work, whatsoever, mechanic, anything. Anything can make money. But why barbering? And then the other, the other rule is it can't be because the family is involved in barbering. You can't be, well, my mom's a barber, my dad's a barber, my grandma. That, that can be one of the sticks on a fire, but it can't be the reason. It can't be the why. And what I found is that the, the students who actually took that assignment seriously and really bore down and broke into it, they got so much further. that It was able to get them through the hardest times. I remember, because it's the first assignment I had when I went into barber school. And there was one of those days where uh, <laughs> I, I was fed up with it. I, I just basically just put the scissors down and I had to go out and take a walk. It, it was, it was that frustrating. Whatever I was trying to do that day, it just, it just wasn't clicking. But the, the why, remembering why I want to be the barber pulled me through that. Just like what you're talking about, why someone wants to do what it is. And you, you hit some very vital points there. Uh, I, was I was in a conversation with uh, Willie Hyde. He's the director of uh, education for Shark Pin Shears on one of the previous podcasts. And he talks about taking care of the body, not just to be out of pain, but when you get home and you're, you're around your kids and around your spouse or significant other, you're no fun. I I'm no fun when I'm in pain. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, a, a, lot, of that, a lot of that comes uh, to, your, to your point there. Now, as far as taking care of the body, with, with what you're doing, with your coaching, 
how do you, you got to use the word how does exercise fit into what it is you into your philosophy or methods or how it works out for you yeah i mean i think exercise is, is important however i i feel like it's more like nutrition is more part of the overall solution than exercise can be and a lot of people kind of feel the opposite right where they're like oh well Every year in January, you try to do that big exercise program and it probably lasts a week or two. And then you kind of get either too exhausted or you're, you get disheartened because you're not seeing results and start to give up. Right. So, and that's a lot of times because you haven't spent the time building up the habits in order to be consistent with it. Right. And I think that's the biggest takeaway that I've learned over the last few years that I've been doing this is that it's better to be consistently good than occasionally perfect, right? So a lot of us, when we start these gym memberships or exercise programs, we want to do the hour long high intensity interval training and super hard P90X workouts and all these kind of things, right? But if you are overweight, if you have joints that hurt every day, you're not going to be able to do that type of exercise, right? And you might be able to get through one or two of those but by day three, you're going to be exhausted and you're not going to be able to do everything else that you need to do. Right. So I find that when you take, when you take nutrition in and you're, you're actually fueling your body in a proper way, you're going to have more energy to work out as well. Right. So that's kind of the, the crux, right? You, if you start to eat well, then you're going to start to sleep better. And then you're going to have more energy throughout the day to do well in your job, but also find time to exercise. So I think exercise is kind of like the final component to it, but I do feel like it's a vital component to health. Of course, you want to constantly move your body. You want to be up and about. One of the things that I think benefits barbers is the fact that you're not sedentary, right? So many people are stuck at their desk jobs and they're constantly sitting at their desk for eight, nine, 10 hours a day. Right. And then they come home and they sit on the couch for another four or five hours before they go to bed. Right. So just constantly sitting, which is really, really bad for us as we know. Right. So you guys get the opportunity to stand throughout the day and move around and all that kind of stuff, which is really great. But I feel like one of the best things people can do is just walk. If you are a little overweight and you just want to start moving a little bit, just go for walks, especially first thing in the morning. That's the best thing to do. If you have start to take some of these advice into play and you stop eating after dinner and you're fasting overnight and you wake up first thing in the morning and go for a walk, you're going to burn more calories and burn more fat because your body's converted into a fat burning state at that point, right? Overnight uh, through fasting so that once you, if you do some exercise first thing in the morning, you're actually going to burn more fat that way as well. So getting a first, getting a, a morning walk in, you can start with just 20 minutes, right? Or just a walk around your neighborhood. It's just about building those habits. So what are the things you can do the night before in order to set yourself up for that? I think is a really good question to ask because many people, they'll wake up and they're like, oh, I'm going to hit snooze or I'm going to hit snooze or I got to take care of the kids and I got to take the dog out, all these kind of things you got to do first thing in the morning, but prioritize yourself, right? And the night before, maybe make a list of things that you uh, can get done that night so that you don't have to do those things first thing in the morning. I also like to tell people to go to sleep in whatever you want to exercise in the next morning, right? Go to sleep in your workout clothes usually pretty comfortable things that you can sleep in, right? So go to sleep in your workout clothes that you can wake up and be ready to go first thing in the morning. But start with those kind of small habits and build yourself up. Because again, like I've said multiple times, you can't run a marathon tomorrow if you've never trained for it today, right? So it's all about kind of taking those baby steps and don't be 
don't be discouraged that it takes a little bit longer to get there. I think everyone has their own journey. And I think in today's culture with social media and those kind of things, we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people. But you really need to take a, a look inwards and kind of see where you're at right now and be okay with where you're at right now, because it's just what it is right now. It's not your future self. That's not who you were 10 years ago, but we all went on a journey to get to where we are today. And now it's up to us to kind of make the changes and make the decisions to what sort of life do you want to live moving forward? Is it something you want to, again, be the best you can be in your job so you can be the best you can be at home? And, you know, you can't do that if you're not eating properly, if you're not sleeping properly, if you're not moving your body. So those are the, really the three most important things I think that, that people can, can do to improve their health. Nice. So now, I guess trying to motivate someone, I guess if they don't know why they want to do it, the, it doesn't really matter what you say to them. No one's really going to. If someone, if the, if the dog doesn't want to get up off the nail, the dog's not going to get up off the nail. Exactly. And I can provide the best exercise program or the best diet for you. But again, if you're not motivated to do it yourself, then I can't come to your house and knock on the door and say, all right, it's time to come exercise. It's got to be, it's got to be up to you to actually do the, do the work. Right. That, that would be one heck of a service, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <whatever. laughs> hey dude, wake up. <laughs> yeah. So, so if you, if, if you found yourself in a room at a barber's convention or whatever, and talking with a couple hundred barbers, what would you want to tell them on mass as far as from a nutrition standpoint or from a health standpoint? What, what would you, what kind of pearls of wisdom would you throw out there, so to speak? Well, I think when it comes to barbers specifically, a lot of the things that you've mentioned I think comes into dealing with stress, right? And that it can be a stressful job because you're you're dealing with someone's appearance, right? And if you make one wrong snip, that's a that's a, a bad thing, right? So again, the more that you take care of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, you're going to be in a better state to be able to provide your customers with the best haircut or the best style that you can. And that's going to translate to great reviews and to referrals and all those kind of things, right? To come back to you. So I think it's all about how you present yourself, right? And some of the best barbers that I've ever dealt with, I've come back not only because I got a good haircut, but because that person was funny or nice or asked me about my day, right? All those kind of things. So I think that's that's a big part of it too. But if you're tired and you're lethargic and you're low energy, you're not going to be able to provide that to your to your guests. Or maybe you will at the beginning of the day, but by haircut 10, 11, 12, you're going to be exhausted and you're not going to have that to, to give, right? So that's when one bad review can come up and potentially affect your business, right? So I think the more that we focus on our health and eating the right way and moving our bodies and prioritizing our sleep, the more energy you're going to have to be able to put into your business and be the best you can be there. Is there a point in your experience where it clicks? And I'll, I'll explain what I mean. So in one of my previous careers, I was taking care of saltwater aquariums. And there's a lot of lifting involved. You know, jugs of water, lifting over the head and pouring into the into the tanks and carrying them. 
the smaller jugs were about 45 pounds and the larger jugs were about 72 pounds. And uh, during this whole time, I was also going through a regimen of running, trying to watch what was going on. This is years ago. I remember I absolutely hated it, but uh, I was doing it. And I don't know when it clicked, but there's a time where I also just got into gear. Workouts became something became more productive. I was looking forward to them all. Every motion I was doing, including moving the water jugs and things like that, it all became part of an exercise. It just started becoming its, its own thing. I was moving more, moving more quickly and everything like that. Is that a common thing where it just kind of clicks into gear and next thing you know, you're there and you're moving right along? Yeah, I think for most people, again, it, it has to be like you have to have your reason, right? Why you're doing this. You have to, I think you also it has to be the right form of exercise, right? And I think that's where a lot of people get lost is that they think that they have to follow a certain exercise program or kill themselves in the gym. And what I like to tell people is just do something you enjoy, right? If you like playing tennis or you like shooting hoops in your backyard, whatever it is that gets your heart rate up, that's really all that matters is just moving your body in a way that's productive to you. And some people really like working out the gym. Some people really like going for runs, all those kind of things. But I personally never enjoyed running <laughs> as much as I tried to, I, I, I never enjoyed running. So that's not something that I choose to do. I'll do some sprints here and there just because I know that those are really good for us, but it's not something where I'm going to go, oh, I'm going to go run five miles today. Like that just sounds terrible to me. So <laughs> I don't do it so, because, you know, it's harder to force yourself to do something that you don't want to do. Right. Again, kind of, kind of going back to the way of eating too. If you're, if, if you don't like kale, you're not going to eat kale. Right. So those kind of things. So it's, it's all about kind of supporting the body to do things that it wants to do. And so I, I think everyone's kind of individual when it comes to that. So you kind of have to sit down and think like, what, how do I like to move my body to maybe you find that you might enjoy yoga or stretching those kind of things, or just taking a walk around your park, just wherever you can feel like you're relaxed, but also moving your body in a way. That's a good way to get started. But, you know, as you move on, you're going to learn more. And I think that once you really, really solidify that why in your head and you start learning about nutrition and about exercise and how the body works, it's kind of like that scene in The Matrix when Morpheus gives Neo the, the pill and he says, you can either take this blue pill and go back to the way you're doing things before, or you can take this red pill and see how far down the rabbit hole things go. And that's kind of what I always like to tell people is like, when you start working with me, you're going to take that red pill because you're going to start to find that a lot of things that we were told in the past, nutritionally and exercise wise, just really aren't the best way to do things anymore that we've learned over the past 50 or 60 years, new science and new research has come out to show that we don't have to spend an hour at the gym. We don't have to eat 12 servings of grains every day to be healthy, those kind of things. And there's a lot of things that go into that, but the more that you do the research and you understand, you know, how things work, you'll, you'll just want to continue to learn more and more. And whether there's a certain like tripping point that makes people feel better, I think it's all about building routines, right? And the more comfortable you become with that routine, then the easier it is to do it every day or every other day. Or if you build it into your schedule where on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, you're working out for 20 minutes or 30 minutes and you build it in your schedule, you start to look forward to it. 
and give yourself those rest days, give those time to recover so that on Monday, when you wake up, you're like, oh yeah, this is the day I get to exercise right? rather than, oh, this is the day I have to exercise. You know, it's the way that you think about it in your head too. It's, do you, do you get to exercise or do you have to exercise? Right. So it's, it's also the way that you, you tell yourself because your internal self-talk can really affect how you show up your day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this kind of like the mindset when you're working, yeah. if, if you enjoy what you're doing, you're really not working. You, you have yeah, to actually exactly. look to it. And uh, while you're talking, someone else came to mind, uh, Craig Charles, he's the owner of a few of the barbary schools up in Tennessee and Virginia. Has a, he has his own podcast called Barber College Success. And uh, one of the things he comments a lot is that new barbers don't hit that stride for about two or three years. And then all of a sudden things just fall into place. So kind of kind of made sense as you were talking there. So it's not a question for you here, because I know we, we've been talking here for a little while here. What do you have coming up? Do you have anything coming up in the next few weeks or like that, next few months you want to talk about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm uh, really excited. I've teamed up with a uh, chiropractor, and his name is Dr. Mike Fenster. And we are starting to deliver a program called the Better You Challenge. And it's, it's a really cool six-week better health challenge, basically. A lot of us, when we think about what we want to do, we all want to better ourselves, right? There's very few people, especially entrepreneurs. If you're a barber, you've had to work hard to get to where you want to be and constantly betting yourself in order to do that. And uh, a recent uh, survey from Massachusetts Life identified that there were actually key areas that most people want to improve in. They want to feel better. They want to have better energy and sleep better. They want to manage their weight better. They want to eat better, right? They want to deal with their stress better, all these kind of things, right? Manage your work-life balance better and have better relationships, right? So all these kind of key themes kept on coming up, right? That a lot of people want to better themselves, but they don't really know necessarily how to do that. And that's kind of when we get stuck in these routines of maybe going to fast food after after work or having that bowl of ice cream before you go to bed, right? But that can result in not having the energy that you want or to be worried about your health, all these kind of things to not really enjoy looking in the mirror, right? To not love what you see in the mirror. I think it's a big point that a lot of people talk about, right? So really what this comes down to is it's you versus the better you, right? And not throwing out any judgment when it comes to that, because everyone has their own experiences to get them to where they are currently in life. But know that there is a better version of you that's just on the other side of that, right? That might be will, might be ready to come out. And our challenge really helps bring that out of people. And the way we do that is through an app on your phone, uh, which is called the CoreSync app. And it really focuses on three of the topics that we talked about today, which is improving your nutrition, uh, improving your fitness, and improving your, your mindset and reducing stress, right? So the, the main ways that we do that is through taking pictures of your meals on your, on your phone. So you take a picture of your three meals throughout the day or two meals or however many meals you're eating, and you post that on the app, and then you're going to rate that based on the nutrition guidelines that we provide for you. So it's either going to be a thumbs up, a thumb sideways, or a thumbs down. And again, there's no judgment when it comes to it, but us as coaches, we'll be able to see what you're putting onto the app. And that will allow us to 
coach you through that. So we'll give you goals as far as what you're looking to do throughout the week. So it gives you a little bit of flexibility to have a few cheat meals throughout the day. So typically what we recommend is following more of an 80-20 rule where 80% of the, of the week you're going to be eating meals that would be a green thumbs up, right? And then the rest of the week, so that would be three or four meals throughout the week that allow you the flexibility to have a treat meal. And I think that's a better way of looking at it than having a cheat day or a cheat meal, right? Because that kind of, again, throws out that mindset of, oh, I'm cheating. I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing. But when it comes to it, it's more about building healthy habits and being consistent with that rather than, again, trying to be perfect. So that's where that motto comes in of being consistently good as opposed to occasionally perfect. So it's really working towards being healthy throughout the week and allowing yourself that grace and that flexibility to have whatever it is that that really that you really enjoy. So you don't feel restrictive. You don't feel like you're miserable, that you're missing out on a lot of things, right? So it's just about building that consistency. So that's kind of the nutrition piece of it. And then the exercise piece is really based on heart rate variability. So it's, well, every participant will get a heart rate monitor they can wear when they uh, choose to exercise. And the cool thing is that it syncs right up to the app. So in real time, you can see where your heart rate is. So when you're first starting out, you're going to be in that kind of gray zone and it's just a slightly elevated uh, heart rate. And then as you're starting to work out, getting a little uh, sweaty, a little movement, you're going to get into that blue zone, which is uh, really good. You're going to start to get that heart rate up a little bit more. And then there's the orange zone, right? So there's kind of the top level where you want to spend a little bit of time in every single time you exercise in order to help burn calories and burn fat a lot faster as well. So you don't want to spend your entire time up in that orange zone, but you do want to kind of peek up into that a few minutes um, out of that maybe 20 to 30 minutes that you're working out. So we'll, we'll provide goals for that and provide a very personalized plan when it comes to uh, nutrition and to uh, movement. And then also tackling mindset and stress relief, where there's uh, multiple videos that are available within the app that deal with stress management and meditation videos, these kind of things where if you have maybe five minutes in between a, an appointment, you can sneak in the back, put your headphones on real quick and just take a quick meditation, close your eyes, listen to this uh, meditation so you can get into that parasympathetic state. And that's, that's really the state that we want to be in when we're relaxing and we're having fun, right? You're kind of in that state. And the more, more of us kind of find that we're in more of that sympathetic state where we're busy and we're stressed and like I said before, you're not going to digest your food properly. If you're in that stressed mode, you're going to be a little bit more irritable. You're not going to be as fun to be around, right? So we want to be more in that parasympathetic state and relaxing is going to be the best way to do that. So putting in those, those headphones and listening to the meditation, is going to help you do that as well. So the cool thing is, is it's a group program as well. So it's not just going to be you alone on an Island. You're going to have me and Dr. Mike as your coaches. And also the community around you as well. And those could be fellow barbers. Those could be you know busy professionals that are looking to improve their health as well. And so there's a chat group inside the app as well. So you can motivate each other. You can post pictures of your food. You can you know say how you're doing those days. You can ask questions. And us as coaches will get right back to you and, and help you along the way. So it's a really great program and it's very affordable uh, for the amount of coaching that you're getting as well. Um, if you want to learn more about the program, you can go to challengeaccepted.io. So not .com, it's going to be .io. And learn more about the program. 
And I think it's a great way to really take that first step into learning more about your health and really taking advantage of being the best that you can be, right? And be the better, be the better version of you, right? Right on. Hey, do me a favor, send me that link and I'll make sure that we get it up in the in the comment or in, in the description of the podcast wherever we're posting it here. Cause yeah. Maybe I'll turn that on just to you guys. Yeah. And then we're also doing a, a webinar on Tuesday, February 20th. And that is going to be at 7 p.m. And that's going to be basically focusing on the top three things that busy professionals can do to overcome basically like the biggest things that prevent them from getting healthy. So we're going to be breaking those down and really giving you actionable advice to be able to overcome those things, right? So we'll be talking about that. And then the Better You program is going to be starting on Monday, February 26th. Wow. It's all coming up pretty quick. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting things rolling. Awesome. Well, great. Well, Dan, I, I know you're really busy. And like I said, it's been kind of hard to get both of us on here at the same time. So I, I want to appreciate your time and acknowledge that for you. The information you gave us is just absolutely fantastic. Like I said, we talk about things all the time, but it's very rare that we actually have someone who does this on a day-to-day -day basis who can actually break it down for us and say, hey, look, here's something you might not have looked at this way here, but try it out for a little bit and see how it works for you, which is which is fantastic. So I appreciate that. And also go ahead and get that link up there for you because I know you you said the uh, workshop's coming up here in the next couple of weeks here. So yeah. See if I can get it going for you pretty quickly there for you. Well, great. That's uh, that's awesome. Thanks, Dave, for having me on here. And I, I think you're doing a great job with this podcast and getting things out to your, your audience. And I, I think it's really great to have these kind of voices on your show, right? And have people that have maybe alternative thoughts on certain things. But I think it's it's a really good way to, if you can take one thing away from this from this podcast, I think it would be to prioritize that protein heavy breakfast. Cause again, that's going to give you that energy and get you throughout the day. And that's going to be that first step because once you take that in, into get familiar with doing that and having a routine, then that's going to improve your sleep. And then again, that's going to improve your ability to get up and have that energy the next day and, and keep things going. So you got to start your day, right? With that, a little bit of movement and a little bit of protein and, and fat in the morning. And then that'll shoot you off the rest of the day so you can have 20 appointments and make all the money that you need to make, right? Yeah, well, th thank you so much for that. Yeah, this uh, one of the goals of this entire podcast is to be able to get it out there because we barbers, we know how to cut and fade. We know how to do those things. Yeah, we know how to tell some jokes here and there, but it's good to be able to get the actual information about just various parts of life we do on a day-to-day -day basis. So thank you so much. I'm going to make sure we get that link up there as fast as I can here for you. And I look forward to seeing you again sometime pretty soon. All right, great. Thanks so much, Dave. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dan. That's it for today's episode of Beyond the Barber's Chair. I put links for my guests and for anything we discussed in the description. I hope you got something great and that it helps you as a barber and in life. If you like the podcast, I hope that you will tell a friend about it and subscribe so that you don't miss any upcoming shows. I'll see you next time as we go beyond the barber's chair.